0: Hi, welcome to Life at Your Own Will podcast. This is your host, Will Venus, and it's episode four of series one. Uh, just in case you were wondering, has Will paid a voiceover artist? No, uh, I'm currently experiencing flu like symptoms. No, it has nothing to do with that thing that's had the most talked about ratings. In the past few years it's not that thing i have to attest but still <clears throat> excuse me still here i am chatting to you guys because i didn't want to leave you without an episode for a week so whilst i'm sat here in my blue hoodie with the hood up feeling a bit cold and it's one of those days where we do have the heating on because there are certain days that we don't have the heating on at all because it's costs a fucking fortune Uh, I still feel cold, so do feel free to write in with your letters of sympathy. (laughs) Yes, what what have we got coming up today? Well, I wanted to talk about what me and my husband did yesterday. Yes, it is something clean. So for the mucky lot out there, I'm sorry to disappoint. Uh, We went to the theatre. We went to the Edinburgh Playhouse to see Annie starring Paul Grady. I can't wait to talk about that with you all. And... I want to talk about annoyances. It's good. I'm it's, I'm in one of those moods where I'm feeling absolutely shit, and I want to talk about things that I like to moan about. So, if that's the kind of thing that you want to listen to, do keep listening. Follow the pod, leave a review, etc. So you can help me with my reach. So, here we go. So, just a little bit of background. Um, me and my husband, we absolutely adore the theatre. And when they were closed during the pandemic, because they weren't viable, apparently, we were heartbroken because it was one of our normal things to do. We would go to see maybe um, six shows at least a year. And to go from that to absolutely nothing was heartbreaking. And then when you also think about the ramifications for the theatres, you're thinking, are they going to be able to stay open? Will they have to sell? Will they have to close? And so to have all those people together in one room, just essentially to celebrate art, it's magical for us. And we went to see the production of Annie and this, I mean, we'd seen it a few years ago, starring Leslie Joseph as Miss Hannigan, but this year Miss Hannigan was played by the iconic Paul O'Grady and it was just so magical. And it was, the, the theater was absolutely packed. It was a full house. Uh, next, sitting next to me directly to my right was two kids which usually I would not tolerate at all I can't stand kids that aren't my own nephews and nieces because they behave really nicely I mean I know I am biased because I am their uncle I suppose I'm non-binary so I don't know what the word is for uncle so I'm just going to say or gunkle, gay uncle, gunkle Uh, yeah, they're the most best behaved kids, so shout out to my nieces and nephews. (laughs) Uh, that's if they listen to this one day. Uh, hopefully they don't listen to it as a child because, uh, I suppose it could be deemed as inappropriate. What the hell am I talking about? This is just waffle. I think my brain is just spewing right now. Excuse me. I'm going to try my best to edit out all the coughs and the... uh, 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 Noises. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh... I'm I'm not even in the mood to eat today and that is not like me, no. Also, I do hope the, the sound is good because I'm using a few different settings on this mic now that I've learned how to properly use it. It's not just a case of plug and play, although this is a plug and play mic, but I like to fiddle with the settings to make sure that you get the best noise sound possible. So yeah, we went for the evening show is there a special name for that another one in the the afternoon is a matinee well yeah we went for the evening show and it was absolutely packed out and as we were exiting yeah i'm doing it in a bit of a jumbled fashion but that's just my autistic brain sorry as we were coming out i thought what would happen if there was an emergency are we all going to get crushed you know like they did in that theater years ago and lots of people died yeah just the things that come into my mind anyway so we went in, and we were in row E in the stalls. So quite close, but not too close. Um, well, basically, we weren't close enough that I could see the, the wig lace. If you're listening for the first time, I'm a lace wig maker, and I wasn't close enough to see if the lace was undetectable. Uh, But the wig... Yeah, so first of all, we're going to talk about wigs, because there was quite a few of the cast members wearing wigs. And Paul O'Grady as Miss Hannigan. It actually looked like it could have been one of... Lily Savage's wigs, because it, it was that one of the the white curly wigs that he used to wear as Lily Savage, with the black dot in the middle, you know, for the roots, but this one, it wasn't as big as Lily's wigs, so I think maybe it could have been one of her wigs, or not, maybe it was just, they were just going for that kind of vibe, it was a rooted wig, put it that way, white tips, black roots, and uh, the cast, it was actually Quite a multicultural cast. Uh, the the girl playing Annie. Really cute kid. And the voice on her. Oh my god. I mean, I think they were singing live, but... like, Yeah, let's just go with the hope that she was singing live. And her voice was absolutely incredible. Never missed a lyric. Never missed anything from the script. Neither did any of the, of the other cast. And... Yeah, of course... To see Paul O'Grady play Miss Hannigan, Paul O'Grady has been like a running theme in our family for, well, ever since I can remember. Because anything that he was in, my mum adored. Because apart from me and my sisters, he was. She he was just her favourite person in the world. She always watched his tea time show, when he had that on, I think it was Channel Four years ago. Uh she always read his books. Always watched him in like the, you know, like the documentary documentaries that he does with the animals. Because Paul Grady, he absolutely adores animals and he's got a plethora of animals on the farm that he lives on. And yeah, that was really nice. And just to see, I think well, it must have been thousands of people together because it is quite a, it is quite a big theatre. Just to see everyone together there to celebrate art and to have a good time and the smile on people's faces. And everyone being you know that you know that feeling of togetherness it was magical, and there was not one parent not one parent, there was not one person wearing a mask so you could see everyone's smiles and facial expressions it was I keep coming back to this word magical, yeah, it was just so magical, and then the sets oh i I always remember going to the Lyceum. In Edmund as a kid, and then when you saw the sets moving, oh, I'm like I need to work in this field. I should be on the stage, or at least be doing the wigs for people on stage. And yeah, and there was a, a golden retriever as part of the the story for Annie's dog. Oh, and it was so well trained. It was gorgeous. It didn't, it didn't once, not once, look at the audience at all. This dog must have been trained so well sorry had to have a quick tissue break there yeah probably a bit too much info for you but yeah the sets amazingly designed they all worked they all and the lighting and the the music uh we were maybe 10 people away from one of the huge speakers and anytime there was like a a surprise sound effect you know when something happened in the play we always, me and my husband kind of jumped out of our seats because it was so freaking loud. But I suppose the duty to fill the whole, what's it called, the whole room, the whole, the hall, the auditorium, what's the right word? Do right in. And then it came to the break and the safety curtain came down. And I was unaware of this, but I didn't realise you could do this. So for like the privileged people, you know, the the privileged people like, my husband and I, we could go onto this app, oh sorry for that plosive, we could go onto this app and order food, and it would actually be brought to the row, you would not have to leave your seat, you yeah, know, yeah, that, that was one of the treats that we had, but uh, it was £4 for a tiny little box of ready salted crisps, and £2 each for a tiny bottle of juice, and there was a service charge, of course, for the, for the 50 steps that they had to walk to bring it to us. Yeah. But we thought, you know, you only live once, and it was it, was, it had been so long since we'd been to the theatre, we thought, yeah, let's just pretend that we're rich, privileged people, but we're not rich, privileged people. Unless you want to send donations, please feel free to donate to my coffee or coffee whatever you call it. <laughs> if you can't afford it, please don't. And all times are hard. And, yeah, then the second half came. Uh, I mean, b- I mean, most people know the story of Annie. And, yeah, we kind of knew what was going in the second half. But, yeah, it was magical. I was so nervous at going. I don't know why. Maybe it was because I was worried about all the different sounds and smells in people. Because I'm autistic and I've got lots of sensory problems. But I'm so glad I went so so glad I went and I was to see Paul O'Grady in real life I was at most of the time I was actually sat there for my mum because my mum is no longer with us and if she got to be in the same room as Paul O'Grady I'm actually tearing up at this point and if she got to be in the same room as Paul O'Grady she would have been that would have been her life made really never mind having grandchildren or you know their children doing well with her careers or whatever <laughs> that would be that would have been her life made if she was in the same room as paula grady she would have absolutely loved it so when i wrote my story you know tacking the play in paul and the theater i wrote in it this is for you mum because it really was i i oh, just so wish that she had that opportunity but she didn't so I raised, I raised my glass, my glass, I raised my bottle of iron brew for from my mum and I said, this is for you, mum. I love you, darling. And that was that. And then when everything finished, it took about 15 minutes for us to get out of the place because it was so packed. And just before I get to that point, I want to talk a little bit about theatre etiquette, okay? I listened recently to, to well, what me and my husband would consider two friends. They have a YouTube channel called The Isolation Creations. I'll leave the link in the description. Not the description. We're not on YouTube. In the showreels. Showreels? No, the show notes. Yeah, you can tell that I'm unwell. And they have their own show, and it's like parodies of things that people write into requests and things that they love. And then one day they got onto the the discussion of theatre etiquette. Now, I'm a great believer in theatre etiquette. I'm, I'm like... You go in, you be quiet, you don't have your phones out, you shut up, you watch the play, and that's it. That's all you need to know, because I like to keep things simple. But no. And my friends, Alan and Jamie, shout out to them, hi. Uh, They were talking about, I mean, they weren't sure if it was real or not, but people taking in roast dinners to a theatre play. What? Roast dinners? And then various heating implements to heat up pot noodles? Yeah, taking in hot water in a hot water bottle for a pot noodle. No. No. Maybe if you're doing like a, a drive-through cinema, fine, you're in your own car, but not in the theatre. That is deeply disrespectful. And as me and my husband were sat through this play, we kept getting this smell, and it was like the smell of chicken tikka, which I love. And I really wanted someone who we came out of the theatre, but there was nowhere open. But i wasn't expecting it but you know ugh, the smell of chicken tikka in the theater no i mean i get it you can have like maybe chicken tikka crisps but this didn't smell like crisps you know you can tell the difference between crisps and meat this we're getting like this waft of chicken tikka or whatever it was uh that annoyed me then the people behind me they kept having like this mini chat through the plane like why are you here you're here to watch a play not fucking chat watch the play i can hear what you're saying and that they were having some sort of chat about her and her boyfriend or something i wasn't really deeply listening to it because i was really interested in le- watching and listening the show to the show so that was fun and then went at various points before the play starts you get the what do you call the people in the theatre that go about with the, the torches and the the signs and things? And the people that stop you doing... What are they called? Ushers? I know that's what they used to be called in cinemas. Ushers? But is it the same for theatre? Let's just call them Ushers. And they were going around with these huge yellow signs and it was saying, don't use your phone, don't record anything, don't photograph anything during the production. But yet, still people had their phones out. i like... Mean, I can respect where you are. This is a theater. Use your phone when you're out. If you've got something that's so important that it can't wait, wait till the break, or t- actually don't come at all. Mm. So that annoyed me. And then someone behind me with the rustling crisp packet. Oh, now I've just realized why they serve things to you in a box, a box of crisps, so you don't make that noise in the theater. But rustling crisp packets. Oh, again. Why can't you wait until the break? But no, they had to do it through the production, yeah. And then the kids next to me. I mean, they were they were well behaved enough, but they were kicking off their shoes and going, "Mummy, can I have a booster seat?" And they were like, "Well, no, darling. I don't know where to get it." And then they're like, I want a booster. I can't see. And I thought, oh no, I'm going to have to put up with this for this. I mean, it was two and a half hours, this play. And I thought, oh no, I'm going to have to put up with this. Because me and kids do not get along. We famously do not get along. That's if they're not my own relatives. Because, you know, kids can be little shits. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, you can get well behaved ones, but kids can be little shits. Yeah. But no, once they had to... <laughs> <laughs> they'd kicked off their shoes and they were sat in the booster seat, which actually looked like an upside-down cat litter tree. Yeah. And I wish I had a booster seat because it was this woman sat in front of me and, and I had to keep looking to the left and right of the back of her head because I couldn't see the the stage. So that was fun. And then two rows in front of us, I was convinced because, you know, I hair and wigs is my thing, yeah, So I recognized people's hair and I was convinced, absolutely convinced that two rows in front of us, Julie Goodyear was in the, in the theater. It looked like her hair when she has her own hair down, because she wears a lot of wigs and hair pieces, but I know what her hair looks like when it's down. And it, it was a spitting image of her hair, the same exact shade, length and density and texture, but when the play finished this person got up, turned around, and it most definitely was not Julie Goodyear, really good year. Because, yeah, why would she be in Edinburgh? I think she lives on a farm and night. She's about 90 now. And not in good health, apparently. So, yeah, that was fun. Then we went out. And it was so nice to get out, because I really wanted the fresh air, because when you're in the theatre, I mean, it's for a while, it's nice to smell, like, the dust of the place. You know what I mean? And the... Uh, just all humans together thankfully most of them smelled all right thankfully i wasn't sat next to one that was anyone that was smelly it was just my husband at one side of me and a child at the other and the child she was fine but then after the break uh the child swapped seats and it was the mother sat next to me and it was one of these really prim and proper people that i just can't tolerate (laughs) you know one of those people that never has a hair out of place or is very um Anal. You know, that kind of thing. Not anal as in sex, but very up, uptight. Those kind of people. I know you're not meant to judge a bit by its cover and, you know, and everything, but you could just tell that she was an uptight woman. Especially with the way she kept her knees very tightly together. and her. She just gave off that kind of vibe, okay. And then it finished. We got nice fresh air. And then came home. And this crap with my throat and my nose and my head and my eyes and my glands started and I thought oh god because you know like when you get that feeling you think oh oh, there's yeah something going around it's coming and then you feel quite hot and then I woke up at various points during the night and I thought oh god this feels like flu it's not covid I took a test and i that's the only test I intend on taking because well I can't afford to keep buying Covid tests because they are not free here ah uh, yeah and that brings me to this point now I'm going to turn into Victor Meldrew because I want to talk about things that annoy me now that I've discussed the theatre <clears throat> now that I've discussed my theatre etiquette I wanna talk about things that really piss me off in regular life, so I don't believe it. Name of sanity. Yeah, I'm turning into Victor Meldrew. I've always been a Victor Meldrew. I came out of the womb wearing slippers and yeah, I had a bald head. <laughs> yeah. So the first one, you know when you have maybe once a month or twice a month question mark. When you're too poorly to cook and have no other food in the house and you have a microwave meal. Yeah, you know the ones. And then you poke the seal, cook it, bring it out, it's piping hot, then you try to take the seal off and only the perimeter seal comes off. None of the other stuff comes off. Why? Why do that to people? Why can it not all come off in a one-er? Why do you then have to go and get scissors and cut carefully around it so you don't scald yourself with steam? Yeah, I know people will say, well, just cook proper meals. Piss off. When I can't be bothered cooking, I'll have a microwave meal. Don't take away my autonomy. Alright. That's the first one. This next one. Now, I understand some people can't help it because they have illnesses. But people who spit in the street. When there's no need for it. Or footballers on the pitch. It should be made illegal. It should come with a ban. It should come with a fine. Why? Why spit in the street? Or spit chewing gum in the street? Surely there's a public bin somewhere within the vicinity. Why? Like I said. Sometimes you have to cough up phlegm or whatever. But why? Just don't do it. This next one. Now, when I go out to a shop, which, let me tell you, is quite rare. I mean, most that I go out to a shop is once a week. I mean, that's like to shops out with my local area. Local local area. If it's like a shopping centre, that's maybe once a week, once a fortnight. And it actually... It actually makes my day when I go into a shop and I'm served by someone nice. All the shop staff that I encounter, they're awful. I mean, if you're someone that works in a shop and you're very good at your job, I applaud you, I really do. Working with the public is awful. Because I used to work in a shop, I worked at Sainsbury's on a checkout. And then when they had to have things put on their shelf, they would make me put things on their shelf. Or work in a cafe, so I know what it's like to work in a shop. But when you go to like these checkouts, and they're like, they don't even tell you how much the things come to. They don't ask, "Would you like any help with your packing your bags?" They don't have any conversation with you. If I did that and I worked at Sainsbury's, I would be sacked. I had to ask if you wanted help with your packing your bags, how your day was, what your plans were, blah 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 blah. Have a nice day. See you later, or next week, or whenever it was that they were due to come into the shop, I would be sacked. So how they get away with it these days, I don't know. Because when you go into a shop, it's like such an effort for one of them to help you. And then you say, I'm looking for this. Could you tell me where it is? Yeah, it's over there. Yeah, it's in aisle six or aisle B or whatever. Eh? If that was me, I would say, let me take you to where these things are. You know, good, solid customer service. But these days, it's too much of a hassle, apparently. And then when someone actually talks to you at the checkout, because I know what it's like to work at a checkout. Most of the people that came to my checkout, they didn't want to know who I was. They just they were like, just scan my stuff. Get on with it, kind of thing. And so when someone talked to me, I loved it. It brightened my day. What also used to brighten my day working at the checkout was processing the checks, but they're redundant now. No one accepts a check in a shop these days. Uh, yeah awful and customer service in general these days awful gone are the days when you get like a like a (laughs) like a packet of crisps and you find three in it and then you write write off to them and then they send your whole box all that's gone it's gone it's all gone or when you walk into a shop and there's no one there to help you at all and then you have to go up and down every single aisle to try and find someone to help you look for something. And there's no one there. And there's no one there. What is the world coming to? Hmm? <sighs> now this next one, I know some, well some people do it, in, well men especially. Yeah we're going to talk about men because some men piss me off. It's these men that are really toxic with their masculinity, and they try too hard. You know, like you. <laughs> I mean, I I could do an impression of a straight man, but I, I can't. It doesn't come naturally to me. Like you know, like they you know like, that you're all straight, and like they have to sit with their legs wide apart because look at me, I have male appendage, or they go about with a really. You know, like the the sports car that's, in my opinion, like a, an alternative to having, or making up for having a small penis. Yeah, or people like you know, like Danny Dyer, like oh, you know that all that kind of thing, you know, and you know they sort of treat women with disrespect. Me talking like that just for that little amount of time, it makes me cringe. It makes me cringe. It's like what are you what what are you trying to prove? Yeah, we get it that you're heterosexual. We get it that you love women. What what are you trying to prove exactly? Then look at me, I am man. What's what's it all about? What's it all about, Alfie, hm? So that's my, well, what I, well, all the things that I can think of complaining for at the moment, yeah. That and when, like, if you're a YouTube creator or an Instagram person, most of the Instagram thing, I'm getting these things recently where it's like, bot accounts, and it's mainly women, well, pictures of women anyway, I don't know if they've given permission to use their photos, and it's almost exactly the same bio, and it's Hot photos, follow my page I'm like, well number one women I'm not, with, I'm not that way inclined with women, I mean I love women I love to chat with women, women are my favourite some of my favourite people but they don't turn me on and number two, I'm married I don't need all that shit and this is, I mean, in this last year, I've had to block about a hundred of them. That annoys me, because it's like bot accounts that they can reach more people, but yet people like me who create actual original wholesome content struggle to grow. We struggle to get followers. We struggle to get, you know, hit the algorithm. Algorithm, you know that, you know that guy. Uh, yeah, that annoys me. Or the people that come onto your your instagram or your youtube and they try to be a smart arse and they're like well i've got facts a b and c you are wrong and i'm like if i wanted a fact checker i wouldn't ask a youtuber and i would definitely not ask a youtube commenter just piss off go and take your inadequacies somewhere else i cannot stand you or yeah just take yourself off the internet completely Or someone that tries to cancel you online or say, you've not said the right politically correct thing. That annoys me. That really annoys me. Because we're now getting to this point in life where no one's allowed an opinion. Or if you have an opinion, then it has to be checked against this unwritten list of things that you're allowed to say. I hate that as well. I mean, there is a difference between telling a joke and being blatantly homophobic, or racist, or misogynistic, or anti-Semitic, anti-Islam, anti-Christian, whatever, there's a difference between telling a joke and that. And also what people don't seem to realise is, with comedy, there's always going to be a victim. That's if they choose to be a victim. I mean, people make gay jokes. I laugh at them. I laugh with them. Not at them. Oh, now that is odd. Uh, out of nowhere, I don't have any pet birds or anything. I don't have any open windows or doors or Velux. Out of nowhere, a little white feather has came. And my pillows are not made of feathers, so that counts that out. I wonder what, where that's came from. Hello? Mother, are you there? Gran? Neighbour who died years ago? Are you there? Hello? Yeah, that was strange. Maybe it's... Maybe I'm getting... Maybe it's my mum giving her a blessing for going to see Paul O'Grady. Mmm. Maybe it could be that. Oh, I feel all warm now. I can take this hoodie off. One, because it's too tight around my neck and it's making me feel sick. And two, it's a little bit too tight because my pregnancy... Well, I say my pregnancy, it's my stomach. It seems to be expanding at a rate of knots. Which is odd, really, because I don't actually... I actually eat under 1,000 calories a day. And I'm not completely sedentary. But, yeah, the waffle, It it. it's unparalleled, isn't it? The waffle. If you're here for the waffle, do leave me a nice review, leave five stars, or yeah, yeah, I really am waffling now. I need to go and get a cup of tea or something because my throat is very dry and I can feel my voice slowly disappearing. So it's good that I recorded this now. And I've already recorded next week's podcast, that is one you don't want to miss out on because it is quite explosive me and my husband talk about something that we've wanted to discuss for three years and i'm sure if you think about what's happened in that time scale you'll know what it is so if you've enjoyed this episode four of life at your own will podcast please do leave me a nice review it helps me to push the podcast out there and it makes me feel good as well uh do follow us on instagram life at your own will what else can you do you can leave a donation if you want and i shall see you at the same time same place next week that's if i don't decide to put it a little bit earlier because last week i accidentally i went to schedule the podcast and it went live when i scheduled it so we'll soon see so thank you so much for listening it has been a pleasure having you here uh hopefully by next week all of this raspy horrible throat situation will have disappeared thanks for listening i'll see you next week take good self-care of yourself and others and be kind to yourself and others and the nonsensical advice for the week uh chewy towels smell like tea water because that makes total sense i'll see you next week take care bye